0: What's going on everybody? My name is Will Pellerin from KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. That was Hard Times by Paramore. And now today I'm here on After School Live from 4 to 5. We have a special guest for you today. It is none other than Kraken play-by-play broadcaster Everett Fits You. So Everett, why don't you say what's up? You know, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey man, thanks so much for, for having me. This is a awesome experience. I remember doing radio when I was in high school. So it takes me back, man. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, my, uh, my six months here in Seattle. I came from Cincinnati. Um, of the ECHL, I worked in minor league hockey before this. So my job here for the Kraken uh, is play-by-play, the radio play-by-play uh, announcer for the team, and then also I do a lot of content pieces for the team, a lot of community events. Hopefully, we'll be able to get out in, in public again and and be able to meet people, uh, and we can do all this stuff in person. So a lot of a uh, lot of stuff going on, a lot of busy uh, a lot of busy times right now. With, uh, with the
0: Kraken. Yeah, it is really starting to get underway and it's starting to pick up. I know they've just gained a massive amount of traction on social media in the last couple of months. It's really cool to see. Uh, but I want to hear more about your story. So, how did you kind of get into the whole broadcasting scene and especially hockey?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I got into hockey when I was um, in, in broadcasting you know, when I was in college. I, um, I'd always known that I wanted to work in sports. I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. So uh, I went to Bowling Green State University, which is a uh, school about an hour and 15 minutes south of Detroit in northwest Ohio. So uh, I knew that I wanted to work in sports. My friend told me about this broadcasting group that I said, uh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take check this out. And I did some board hopping, I did some intermission hosting and some halftime reports early on. And then when it came time to um, divvy out broadcasting assignments, Everybody in the group wanted to do basketball and football. And I was like, well, you know what? I know a lot about hockey, and let me let me try my hand at hockey broadcasting. So I did my first game um, as a color analyst my, my freshman year of college, and I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with it. And I called my mom uh, that night uh, or the next morning, and I was like, so we're gonna we're gonna put all the eggs uh, in the hockey basket. This was uh, a lot of fun, and, and I really enjoyed enjoyed the broadcast. So that's that's when I fell in love with broadcasting and and broadcasting hockey was back in college, my freshman year.
0: That's awesome. I mean, that's kind of the whole angle that I've kind of been coming at it. I've taken high school radio, obviously, and I'm trying to get into a position where I maybe could look into doing something like that. Yeah, I've really loved playing hockey as a kid. It's kind of been my whole childhood. I remember I started skating at about two years old, and wow, I just, okay kind of fell in love with the game. It's been a lot of my life has revolved around hockey, and I kind of wish we had more. So I'm hoping that the Kraken can, can kind of open up some opportunities for little kids, especially in the greater Seattle area, to start playing and getting into hockey, because I know it's not been crazy big until the Kraken uh, have been announced. So well, what do you... And, you know, oh. I was gonna
1: say that's the plan. You know, that's the plan that turns Seattle into a hockey town. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I really hope it starts working out. I've already seen a lot of people get more involved into it now. Uh, so what do you think people can do to try and get involved? Like, Where would I go if I wanted to learn more about the Kraken?
1: So right now, we are actually in the process of building our training center out in uh, Northgate. And that training center website is probably going to be coming online here in May. And that's going to have all of the information about learn-to-play programs, learn-to-skate programs, figure skating, adult hockey, uh, youth hockey program, girls hockey programs. We really want to, to have our practice facility be a community space. We're building the first three sheets of ice within the city limits of Seattle, and two of those rinks are going to be 100% dedicated to community access. So like I said, all the Learn to Play programs, all the Learn to Skate programs. Um, Right now, you can go to our website, seattlecrackenhockey.com, and that's going to have a lot of the basic information, a lot of our general information, but as we continue to hit milestones with our hiring, with our arena, with our training center, obviously coming up here this summer, we're going to have to, to have a couple of drafts, our amateur drafts, and then our expansion draft, we're going to hire a head coach. So a lot is still yet to be done for building this team. But being in the community and being a community space, community involvement, that's going to be one of the – that is one of the big pillars of our organization
0: and switching over to the whole expansion draft idea how do you i mean we saw vegas have an amazing draft that oh, got some yeah. some really solid depth and their lineup is kind of what sets them apart from a lot of other teams how do you think the kraken's going to line up uh compared to vegas and compared to other teams in the nhl
1: you know i'm going to i'm going to tell everybody right now uh lightning rarely strikes twice and what happened with vegas was a perfect storm of a lot of different factors now that said it's not like Seattle isn't going to have success with their expansion draft because I think they will. The rules are very similar for what Seattle can, can do, who we can take, um, and, and the different side deals and things that can be made. But you, you, you'll never see a team you know, go from uh, expansion team to game six of the cup final that often. So what Vegas was able to do, and a lot of folks are comparing us to Vegas. I've talked to a lot of people who were saying, well, you know, Vegas did this. You have a lot to live up to. So um, I don't know if, if we're going to get that lucky. We might. Who knows? But I know that our, our, um, our scouting staff that our hockey ops department headed up by Ron Francis are doing you know tireless work trying to make sure that we identify the best pieces possible for this draft coming up here.
0: Yeah, I mean I I really hope they will do well, but I yeah, after seeing Vegas, I just don't think that could happen. A lot of their success came out of I mean, picking up Flurry, he's just been so phenomenal yep. since they got him. And maybe the Kraken could replicate that with uh Demko Holtby situation. They're probably gonna look for one of those guys. Or in Vegas, uh they have a little split goaltender situation over there too. So I don't really know where that player is going to come from. Hopefully not Vancouver, because I really i am a Vancouver fan. If you didn't know, I've kind of been a Vancouver fan my whole life. How do you how do you think the whole rivalry is going to work out between Vancouver and Seattle? Do you think that's going to be big?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, it, it's your closest rival. You're now not only are you giving Vancouver closer games because before they had to go to Calgary and Edmonton, but now you have a natural, already you know, built-in rival between seattle and vancouver you know and you can brand it the the battle of i-5 or or whatever the case may be but i think vancouver is going to be that that obvious rival but as you know as a hockey fan and and maybe folks who, who might not know rivalries are built in the playoffs so while vancouver might be that number one that main rivalry it's very well possible that the, the the rival for the Kraken could be somebody that we don't even expect. It could be Anaheim. It could be San Jose. It could be Edmonton. You never know. And, and I'll give you an example. I mean, if you go back to the late '90s, early 2000s, with the Detroit Red Wings and Colorado Avalanche, the Red Wings and Avalanche faced off in the playoffs, uh, I think five or six times in an 11-year span you would have thought that the Red Wings and Blackhawks or the Red Wings and Blue Jackets or a closer team would be the rival, but it was Red, It was Detroit-Colorado because of those great playoff series, and every time they played each other, either in the regular season, even in the preseason, if they played each other, those games always meant something. So Vancouver, I think, is the obvious choice, but... Couple years down the road, the Kraken have some really exciting playoff series. We could be looking at someone that you wouldn't even expect as as the the most hated rival of the Kraken.
0: That's true. I mean, I kind of wanted to be Vancouver because I I love the whole kind of competition there. Uh, Absolutely. But no, looking at how they've done so far this season, I don't know. I don't know how how the playoffs are looking for them in the near future. I think they have the prospects, but uh, they have clear- a
1: team. They, they have a really good team, and I like I like the pieces that they have on their team. Obviously, they're struggling a little bit this year, but you know, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens with their head coaching situation. Um, but yeah, I, I think Vancouver is one of those teams who they don't have a long way to go because they've got the pieces already there.
0: That is true. Yeah, they certainly some young talent. One of my favorite players on that team is Quinn Hughes. I oh, yeah. Kind of tried to model my whole play style off him, which is because uh, I'm a defenseman, not a okay. crazy sized like big person. So I I do like watching him. He just just does crazy stuff with the puck. And hopefully, uh, the Kraken can get a couple big players. One that I was actually looking at was Tyler Johnson. What do you think the odds are of the, the Kraken picking up Tyler Johnson?
1: You know what? Honestly, th- there are so many different pieces. That, that this staff is looking at. And, I mean, Tyler is a great option and other great options out there, obviously with him being local. But, you know, with the expansion draft rules and, and with the the protection list, honestly, who's to say? I, I think he's a good piece that, um, you know, I know Tampa really likes to, to keep him, to, to use him the way they do. But I don't know. But he's definitely a possibility. And there are a lot of other players out there who a lot of folks, are, what about this guy, what about that guy? Maybe we'll have a clearer picture of, of who might be available at the deadline, but there are some teams who are going to be in a really interesting situation with trying to decipher who they want to protect, who they want to expose. Some teams are, are in a better spot than others. Some teams don't really have anything, and they're just going to you know, expose whoever. But there are some teams who are going to be losing a really, really good player.
0: Yeah, and the Lightning certainly have a ton of players to protect. I was just thinking uh, Tyler Johnson, because I actually had the privilege of watching him play in Idaho. uh, It was like four months ago. Just a lights-out player. He's fast. He's got great puck skills. His shot's pretty crazy. Him, Him and Bobby Ryan, do you know who Bobby Ryan is? Yes. Yeah, he's a pretty good player, and they were on the ice. Got to see them shoot, practice. It was pretty cool to see just how high of a level that is. Oh, yeah. And I know you get to see that all the time. You're going to get to see it tons when you're back in the Climate Pledge Arena uh, mm-hmm. doing the games. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool to watch. So how, how long do you think it's going to be till we get back to some normal in-house games?
1: Well, you know, you're already starting to see uh, Major League Baseball teams announcing their uh, capacity. Actually, right before I hopped on with you, I was reading an article that said um, the California uh, MLB teams are going to be allowing minimal, uh, limited uh, capacity capacity. To start the season. So um, we're still moving in a very cautious manner. We haven't really gotten that far yet in terms of mandates and in terms of capacities, because frankly, the building's still being built and, you know, the, the tentative uh, start date for the NHL season isn't until October 13th. So the Kraken are more than likely going to be playing sometime during that week. Uh, the NHL came out and said uh, about two weeks ago that that's going to be their target start date uh, is the 13th of October. So we still have a long, long, long way to go. Um, I know we'd love to, to have as many fans as we can in the building. And a lot of it's going to depend on the, vac- uh, the vaccine rollout and how many people get vaccinated. But I- I'm like you, man. I, I want to return to – to normal as quick as possible but i want to do it as safe as possible as well because the last thing you'd like is to you know have people getting sick in the building and and starting a whole new wave uh, of what we've seen so we're definitely going to be listening to the health experts the scientists the doctors and 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 make the the best judgment call based on all that information
0: yeah I'm, that's certainly the right way to go about it and i like many people can't wait to get back in, watch some real good games <laughs> as, as a Seattle kid, you know, there's not a whole lot of chances to watch that kind of high level of hockey in like, I think I've watched a couple Canucks games up in Vancouver. That's about it though. You got the Thunderbirds, which are pretty good. Actually, one of my old teammates is now on the Thunderbirds and Sanders. Have you heard that yep. name before?
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard I, that name before. I played
0: with him, like, 12U. He's just crazy. He was so fast. It's just crazy That's to awesome. watch him play. But, yeah, he's moved on to the actual Thunderbirds now, so I can't wait to watch him, and hopefully he'll be in the show one day, uh, maybe alongside you with the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's been great to hear all this stuff. I'm just building all this hype inside my head about the Kraken. I can't wait to come watch them play. And if anyone listening is interested, you can go find them on Instagram. You find Everett on Instagram and the Kraken, obviously at Seattle Kraken and there's Twitter. You got all sorts of social media you can go check out their website on NHL.com. And yeah, I just want to say, man, thanks for coming in. It's been great talking to you.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. And, Best of luck with that hockey career moving forward and maybe, hey, we'll see you in a in an NHL radio booth one of these days.
0: Hopefully. All right. <laughs> Have a good day.
1: Take care.